0: All right, folks. Well, I have to explain uh, my costume change. Uh, several of you have noticed how good I look right now. Bad, bad points, bad points. Uh, um, yeah, I'm collecting points. Um, fill out your surveys at the end of the time. Um, so I uh, I had to change because I have I, I had to fit stuff into my suitcase, and this jacket takes up a lot of room, and I already have a black cassock in there. Um, so don't judge me, people. Um, I'm not trying to impress you I just had to change because of space constraints uh (laughs) Bob's not buying it uh okay so uh we um we talked about Zacchaeus we're gonna pick up his story and uh let me just again pray um dear God you see everything um You know our hearts, and you know um, what we need. We ask you to help us, please, to move into the life that you have for us. Um, Free us from fear um, and from shame, and clothe us with your love and your grace and with Christ's righteousness and his merits. We ask in his name. Amen. Amen. All right, so the first uh, first talk was about um, the uh, ways that men hide. We looked at Achan uh, and how um, he, he saw what he wanted and he took it uh, in his desire to collect um, man points and uh, get the status that he wanted and then um, how he hid it and how we talked about how we hide things, um, hide things we've done, things we do, And also we hide um, who we are. We hide the parts of ourselves that we think don't fit the mold and might lead to rejection because we're terrified um, that somebody might not approve or that we might face um, some sort of decline in our status or our identity. And uh, so um, we talked how the hiding leads to shame, anxiety, confusion, loneliness, and that you deal with that in two ways either you try to escape, uh, go to Vegas or withdraw, or you um, you try to numb things and sometimes you can do those at the same time um, but that's that's often what um, what hobbies can be about and they can be good or bad, right? Um, some relationships can be about that. Uh, th- those are all... Um, um, these are. There's lots of things that we use to escape and to numb, um, which can be good, but they can also get uh, overwhelming. Uh, can be too much. So, we said, how do we begin to move from that place that's uh, controlled by fear and shame and hiding, and how do we move into a place where we uh, are not scared anymore, um, where we... Um, um, have somehow become a little bit more like Coach Taylor or like Jimmy Stewart in Shenandoah, where we have become a man who um, is who he is and is sort of comfortable in his own skin and is able to uh, give and receive love, who is no longer uh, compulsively driven to these things that um, we need to hide, who is no longer compulsively driven to hide himself, but who just can be who he is um, without apology. Um, uh, and um, and be free, and so the, I said the first step is to get a little desperate, uh, and to, where the cost of the hiding, continuing that life, uh, is higher than the cost of getting honest and being open, um, and uh, we looked at Zacchaeus, who was a man who had compromised everything and who had in search of the man points and that status um, and who had lived the high life but had gotten to a place where apparently it was no longer working. It, it wasn't um, uh, doing what it once did and he was desperate. So desperate that he ran to see a religious teacher, um, that he gave up his dignity in, just in his uh, public appearance, uh, the fact that he ran um, in full view of a whole crowd of folks, that he climbed a tree Um, to get a better look at Jesus. And um, so we looked at Zacchaeus as a man who was beginning to see his life honestly and who was now at a place of um, appropriate desperation, that he wanted something to begin to change. And he didn't know what it was, but he had a a hunch that Jesus had something to do with the life that he wanted. Um, So we left him in that tree, um, that sycamore tree, and uh, and Jesus is on the way. So picture Zacchaeus, maybe a little sweaty, um, got a, a few leaves in his hair, he's got some scratches, he's maybe torn his robe, um, at least gotten a little dirty, and he's up in a tree. Think of this, a, a rich man in a tree. Think about the richest man in Birmingham in his tailored suits. Think about him in a tree trying to get a glimpse of Frank Limehouse as he's uh, coming down the road, okay? Sweating, dirty, in a tree. Think about that as he's walking up to the Advent. Um, and uh, um, that's, that's where we are. And there's a crowd of people around Jesus. People are waiting to see what he's going to do and what he's going to say. And these, are, these would be local folks as Jesus is passing through town. So they know who Zacchaeus is. And they're all following along, watching to see what's going to happen. So we open, we're again in Luke's Gospel. When Jesus came to that place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down quickly, because I must stay at your house today. So he came down quickly and welcomed Jesus joyfully. And when the people saw it, they all complained. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. But Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, half of my possessions I now give to the poor. And if I have cheated anyone of anything, I am paying back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this household, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. So, a couple things I want to say about this. And when Jesus came to that place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus. So Jesus stops, crowd of people around him. He's got places to go and things to do, people to see, but he stops. And he looks up. Uh, just see the, see the humor in that. Uh, see the irony in it. Um, see the compassion from Jesus. And see that he, um, he sees this man who's become a fool. He's been a fool for a long time, he just didn't know it. And Jesus sees this man who's sort of bottoming out. Uh, he's in a tree, for crying out loud. This rich, powerful jerk of a man is in a tree, sweaty and dirty and desperate. And Jesus stops and looks up at him. And what reaction do you think Zacchaeus might expect? What does the crowd expect Jesus to say to this notorious sinner? A word of criticism? A word of rebuke? He certainly deserved it. Um, his house, you know, was um, decorated with the sweat, blood, and tears of his own people. Right? Uh, everything about him screamed sinner. So what is Jesus going to say to this man? Well, first thing he says is his name, Zacchaeus, which is just, it means that Jesus knows him. Um, If you think about what somebody's name means, pastors go on, you can hear sermons that are like 45 minutes just about the meaning of names, and I'm not going to get into that. But um, when you know somebody's name, it's an indication that you know something about them, who they are. um, Um... if you think about how I mean, how powerful a name is if you're walking through a mall and you hear your name you turn around immediately you know and they're not talking to you they're talking to somebody else right but your name is that thing it's like a key it's like a it's like an alarm you know you hear it and it immediately gets you because someone out there might know you right so you turn immediately when you hear your name uh and for Jesus who's not from this town and doesn't i mean the fact that he knows Zacchaeus' name Um, means uh, that Jesus knows a lot more about Zacchaeus. Um, This is some of his divine, supernatural knowledge of this man, that he can just say Zacchaeus. Um, He's never met him before, right, as far as we know. So the fact that he knows him uh, means that Jesus knows what's going on with his life. says his name, Zacchaeus. Come down quickly, he says. Quickly. Um, Jesus knows that when a life is about to change, you don't waste time. You know, When you hit bottom, you go to rehab that day. You know, when, when the intervention happens, um, it's time to go. It's time to go to check in for your 90 days or whatever it is. Um, when you know you've, you've reached that point where you realize you are so unhappy in your career and you're just done with the compromises and lying to yourself. Um, you reach that point and you you give your notice. You know, come down quickly. You you do the thing right then. When you realize you you love the woman and you've been um, leading her on, you've been engaged for four years with no date um, and set, and then you realize this is the one, and I'm not going to find a better one. And um, then you you. As, as Billy Graham says in When Harry Met Sally, when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with someone, you want the rest of your life to begin right now. When you're ready to make a change, when you're that desperate, you move fast. So Jesus says, come down quickly. So, uh, and, then, um, uh, and then he says this amazing thing, because I must stay at your house today. I must stay at your house today. Um, well, that's interesting. Um, you might have expected, the crowd might have expected um, Jesus uh, to say something more like, um, come down quickly, um, you need to sell your house. You need to get rid of that, um, that, that huge mansion that's a, um, a monument to your sin. Um, that's the thing that represents the worst about you. The only reason you have that house is because of all the things that you've done uh um and imagine the crowd you know they're waiting for Zacchaeus to get what he deserves from Jesus, and instead, Jesus says, Zacchaeus, come down, let me go to your house today. We're going to have a great lunch. Um, we're going to spend some time together. I want to spend some time with you. That's what he's saying. and um I mean uh, uh, a- imag- and it's probably a surprise to Zacchaeus, too. Zacchaeus knows he's a bad dude, he's getting desperate, he's waiting for Jesus to say something like, you sinner, um, time to repent, give it all up, but no, he says, hey Zacchaeus, come down from the tree quickly, let's go to your house, I'm a little hungry. Um, Jesus, um, um, in in the hospitality culture of the Middle East, that's pretty phenomenal. You didn't just have anybody over to your house. Um, And, you know, normally be the host that would invite somebody. Jesus inviting himself is sort of forcing this interaction to happen, forcing himself to be a guest in Zacchaeus' house um, as a symbol to everyone else that's watching, as a symbol to Zacchaeus himself, saying, I'm willing to receive hospitality from you. you, uh, The man who would have been seen as un touchable for a religious leader essentially um, but I'm willing to, to depend on you to receive from you it's Jesus's humility being shown his willingness to be identified with a sinner um, so much so that he was wanting to go into his house um, and this kind of thing still happens today um, and and uh, I just heard this amazing story about well and, and this is this isn't today this does still happen today but um, there's, um, uh, there was, during Andrew Jackson's presidency, um, there was a young woman who uh, became, who got married to a member of Jackson's cabinet. And she had been divorced and was seen as, as socially unacceptable. And so all the wives in Washington, D.C. shunned this woman. And, uh, and the way the crisis sort of, and this took up a lot of Andrew Jackson's time uh, when he was president. Scandal is not new, folks. And uh, there's a movie that was made about this. Um, uh, some, it has the word hussy in the title. I forget the full title, but that's a word you don't hear much anymore. But um, uh, so this woman was shunned and it, it, it almost brought down the government. Most of the cabinet quit. Um, and the thing that kind of broke the crisis was was the vice president, Martin Van Buren, going to the house and knocking on the door. Um... Uh, um being willing to to offer kind of the olive branch of reconciliation. Um, So, uh, um, uh, this kind of thing, being associated with people, that level of shame still still happens. Um, And uh, um, yeah, Tim Tebow, right, this week. Had to cancel an appearance at a church in Dallas. He was going to go speak at this huge Baptist church in Dallas. Um, And the pastor has made, uh, he's one of those pastors that grabs headlines because of inflammatory comments. Um, And whether you agree with them or not, um, you know, just statements that many Christians would agree with about morality and um, uh, doctrine. But whether you agree with it or not is besides the point. The thing is, Tim Tebow had to cancel the appearance because it would have been extremely bad PR for him to be associated just by setting foot in this church. Um, so that kind of thing still happens. But Jesus um, doesn't care. Again, Jesus is also a little bit like Jimmy Stewart in that movie, Shenandoah, or, or maybe uh, Jimmy Stewart's a little bit like Jesus, in that um, <laughs> Jesus doesn't need anybody's opinion of himself. He... Could not care less about what people think about him. Um, he just doesn't give a rip, and uh, uh, he, um, and of course he gets killed. So I'm not advocating that, but um, but he he's willing to be associated with these sinful types. So he says, "I want to go into your house. Um, I uh, I want to have lunch with you today." So. Uh, there's something really significant about that, that's a really big deal for Jesus to want to be associated with Zacchaeus. And so Zacchaeus, who's probably feeling like he won the lottery, I mean, he doesn't fully understand what's going on here, but he expected rebuke and he got welcome. Um, he now gets to be with Jesus. Um, and so he does what he says. He came down quickly, writes Luke, and welcomed Jesus joyfully, because Zacchaeus is beginning to see that somehow he doesn't fully understand the mechanics of this, but somehow something has happened. There's been some sort of divine transaction where he does not have to be treated as he deserves. I mean, what he deserves is for Jesus to call down angels to destroy his house and um, and bring suffering to Zacchaeus, strip him of all his wealth and power and status, and maybe he can live on the outskirts of town, you know, on the trash heaps or something like that, living out a life of repentance. To atone for his sins, that's what he deserves. Instead, Jesus wants wants to be associated with Zacchaeus. Um, So Zacchaeus is joyful. He's the word for what he's received is forgiveness. The word for what he's received is love, um, acceptance, approval, um, and just kind of a a divine pat on the back and a thumbs up, essentially. Somehow this has happened. he doesn't get it, how this is even possible, but he knows he better not say no. So he comes down, and um, comes down quickly, just like Jesus says. Scrambles down from that tree, um, and uh, welcomes Jesus joyfully. Now, um, uh, it says, but Zacchaeus, uh, so when the people saw it, they all complained course, right? Um, We hate it when people don't get what they deserve. We cannot stand it. Um, We're okay when we don't get what we deserve, but we hate it when other people don't get what they deserve. Um, When the people saw it, they all complained, he has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And of course they complained, and they're actually sort of right. I mean, here's the man who's stolen from them for years. Every year, April fifteenth, they had to go pay Zacchaeus, and they had to pay him way more than it was entitled. And of course, um, uh, it, you know he had he had been a presence in their lives, and every year they they had to do this thing and they were powerless. And Jesus wants to go be with this guy. You've got to be kidding me. like he, he, he why did the, the, the rabbi's house is over there much more humble and and nice. He should go stay with him for lunch. How does he want to go stay with Kim Kardashian? Uh, this is ridiculous. So they complain. He's gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. So they get the breach of protocol that's happened here. To be the guest of a man? To go into somebody's house means that you're sort of okay with that person, right? Um, uh, you know, um, y- you you get the, the sense of outrage that, I can, that I've seen most uh, kind of in recent memory was, um, and again, not making a political statement one way or another, but the outrage about Barack Obama's being a, under the pastorate of Jeremiah Wright. um, That level of outrage um, for him, you know, people would say, well, he didn't go to church that much, you know, and, 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 you know, we all have things our pastors say that we don't agree with, right? Um, But no, just for him to be associated that he had ever darkened the door of a place where a man would say things like that. I mean, just beyond the pale for Jesus to go into the house of this man was beyond the pale. Um, A man like that, Jesus has no business being there. So the crowd is complaining. They're angry. Their sense of justice and fairness and righteousness has completely been insulted. But Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, half of my possessions and I'll give to the poor. And if I've cheated anyone of anything, I'm paying back four times as much. So um, what does this mean? Um, it's... Um, it's Zacchaeus's repentance, but again, note it's his getting honest. It's his, um, it's his um, uh, of the twelve steps. This is step like one through five. Um, he's admitting his problem. He's getting honest, and he's making amends. Um, he's he's turning. He's admitting his problem. He's turning to God. He's making amends. He's doing all that, and he's um, he. You know, he says, "If I've cheated, well, of course he's cheated people." And the fact that he has to say that publicly means that he knows what he's done. He knows why the people are upset, right? Um, he know, he can hear their, complaining, their complaints, and he knows that they're legitimate. And so he says, I'm going to give half of my money to the poor, and then if I've cheated anyone, I'm going to pay back four times as much. He knows, he knows he's a bad dude. Um, but again, the thing that's uh, key to notice here is that his, his change, his repentance comes after he's been accepted by Jesus Christ. Jesus doesn't come say, Zacchaeus, get down here, get your checkbook out, start writing, okay, now that you've written the checks, um, uh, now I can go stay at your house. The first thing Jesus says is, I'm going to stay at your house today. In other words, I forgive you and I love you. And I want to be associated with you. I want to be your best friend. Um, It's only after that takes place that Zacchaeus... Um, confesses and repents. He doesn't get his act together to get approval from God. He gets approval from God, and then being undone and overcome by that grace, then the, the change begins to happen. So um, uh, I, I want to say um, uh, um, something about the people that Jesus loves. Um, Jesus loves sinners. He, he, on Valentine's Day, he doesn't send the card to the prettiest girl in the class. He sends it to the ugly fat one in the back row, right? Um, Jesus loves the people who are a mess. Um, there are a lot of people uh, around in that crowd that day. But he picked Zacchaeus. Um, and I love it. that The crowd says he's gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. You know, they're saying it indignantly. But to me, that's that should be put in banners uh, over churches, and that should be sort of the motto of Christianity. He's gone in to be the guest of a sinner. Jesus has a thing for sinners. If there's a sinner anywhere in the room, he wants to be with that person. You know, the way we work and when we go into social situations, we look for the people who are powerful and influential and, um, and who, who have that aura of success about them, and we want to uh, side, get alongside them. Maybe some of that will rub off of us when you go to a party or whatever. You look for the influencers and you want to be with them. Or when you move to town to go to the church, you know, there's probably people that go to the Advent because influencers, influencers are there. right? But Jesus walks into a place and says, where's the worst person? I want to be right up next to them. That's the person I'm interested in. So Jesus has gone in uh, to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. So if you are a man who is a sinner... Jesus is very interested in you. He's making a beeline for you. He's not running away. He's running towards you. Um, and then uh, Jesus responds, Today salvation has come to this household because he too is a son of Abraham. This is a man who has done nothing in the eyes of the people around to be a son of Abraham. He ha- he hasn't kept the law in years. And, you know, yeah, it's great that he's giving some money back to the people that he's cheated. Wonderful. But... um but there's a lot of other. I mean, he, like, when was the last time he went up to Jerusalem on Yom Kippur? Like, never. You know, he's he's got a lot to do. He's got to go to the membership class at the synagogue, and he's got to start tithing, and uh, there's a lot. That, you know, he's got to he's got to come on the men's retreat. Um, there's a lot of things he's got to do. But no, Jesus today, salvation has come. He's a son of Abraham. He is in. He's he can't get more in than he is right now. He is completely a hundred percent in with um, the club of people who are loved by God and who are saved Um, he's in and uh, and then Jesus says for the son of man came to seek and save the lost son of man that's Jesus's preferred title for himself Uh, the son of man has come to seek and save the lost I am here Jesus says for people like Zacchaeus the lost the people who are hiding the people who are hidden um, Jesus exists for them this is exactly what he's come to do to seek and save the lost and the hiding. So um, I think it's interesting to note as well that um, in going to Zacchaeus's house, Jesus is entering directly into that thing that was Zacchaeus's—the physical means of his, um, as I said earlier, of his of his escape and his um, uh, seeking the man points. And, um, and his hiding. That house kind of represents everything uh, that Zacchaeus was doing to say, I have value as a man, uh, as a person, I have status. And it was also the location where he engaged in all the behaviors that he was using to escape and to um, seek relief and numbing. Right. So Jesus goes into that place, I mean, he crosses the threshold and enters the door into that place, um, he, and, and healing starts from that place and goes from the inside out. It doesn't involve Zacchaeus um, being in denial about that space, um, pretending like it's not there, just sort of shutting it out, um, kind of cold turkey. The, the, uh, maybe that will come, but what first has to happen is Jesus has to bring Zacchaeus into that space, and I bet Zacchaeus sees it with different eyes when he stands in his living room with the Son of God. Uh, and I think that, you know, that. I, so um, what we've said so far is that you need to get desperate. That comes from honesty, whether you're forced to be honest you know, because sometimes you get caught and you, as much as you liked being in denial, that's no longer an option. You know, the police knock on the door. Um, uh, you get a phone call from the newspaper. Um, your wife um, has uh, figured out, you know, how to look at Internet history um, in your browser. Um, uh, you, you know, s- s- you get caught. Um, the financial irregularities are discovered, uh, whatever it is, whatever that thing that's hidden is, you get you get caught. Um, uh, sometimes though, you don't get caught and you just get honest. Some, uh, it happens a different way, but some way you, you get honest and you get desperate. Something has got to give, something has got to change, I got to come out of hiding. So he said that happens, and that's certainly what happened with Zacchaeus. Um, when desperate, you know, you can escape, you can numb, but ultimately I think you have to come to Jesus. Um, and if you're surprised at me saying that, I'm sorry. You know, that's, that's all I got. Um, you come to Jesus like Zacchaeus, you get desperate, you come to Jesus, and you find that instead of rebuke, you get acceptance, forgiveness, and love. And then begins the process of this coming out of hiding, and the first thing that has to happen in that sort of honesty process is bringing God into all that junk, (coughs) bringing Him into your house, or whatever it is, and seeing that with new eyes that come from having Him next to you, um, looking, and, and you begin to see why all those things that you thought you needed so desperately, or the thing, you know, you actually don't, maybe you don't need them, maybe they're sort of sad, and... And shallow and hollow and those things you're hiding that you're ashamed of, um, with Him next to you and knowing His love for you, um, you can see those things that you're hiding and maybe you don't need to hide them. Maybe you can actually bring them out into the light of day um, because He's with you and He's not ever gonna leave you or abandon you. And I think you can see in your life um, shifts. Um, and you can see this with St. Paul. Um, if I can change stories here for a second. St. Paul is someone who, um, was, because of his encounter with Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus, saw that his entire life before that time was rubbish, was worthless, was junk. Um, and he, he tells the story at least three times. In Acts 26, in Galatians, in Philippians, he describes his life before knowing Christ um, and he's given to see that everything he thought was good. And, and there's something in which Paul was definitely trying to earn points in his life before he knew Christ. He was a Pharisee, a Pharisee, a Hebrew of Hebrews, regard to the law, uh, uh, totally righteous, um, blameless, he says. Um, but he says, I consider that all rubbish, all crap, compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Jesus Christ. And so, when you've got Jesus Christ next to you, and you know that the only righteousness you're ever going to have is the righteousness that he's given you as a gift, all that other stuff, the the points you're trying to accumulate, you see that they're sort of rubbish. They don't mean anything. And the stuff that you were, you were hiding because you were afraid somebody would, would find out the truth about you, you can now be honest about that stuff um, uh, because your identity is no longer based on um, any of it. Hiding the bad or kind of... Projecting the good to the world, uh, that that whole thing has changed because Jesus Christ is next to you, and that begins again. I said with bringing him into you, whatever you know. For Zacchaeus, it was his house. Um, for you, bringing Jesus Christ into that space um, in your life of prayer, in your conversation with your, uh, if you're in a Bible study with a group of men, if you go to a therapist, um, all these are places where you can begin to explore those areas with Jesus Christ. Um, next to you. Um, uh, I I just want to end by talking about um, uh, ways that you can um, um, be in this process um, of coming out of hiding. Um, I've said already, you know, Bible studies, small groups, or just a group of two, you and a friend who you trust, someone who knows you. um, Finding a safe place to begin to get honest Um, uh, If you don't have anyone like that, you can pay for that. It's called therapy. or You you, you can go see uh, Gil um, or any of the clergy at the Advent. I'm sure they'd be happy to do that for you. Um, That's what they're there for. People always apologize. I don't know if this happens at the Advent, but I always get calls when people want to meet with me when it's hitting the fan, and they apologize because they say, I know you're really busy. Um, But I just want to tell you, as a clergyman, we're actually here for people. We're not here to answer emails and go to meetings. We do that a lot. There's a lot of email to answer. Craig's nodding vigorously back there. Um, but we actually like people. Um, and we like uh, um, enfleshing the gospel to folks. We like to um, to be um, a witness to what Christ has done and to, and to listen and to love and to... to um, to pray with people. That's actually what we like doing. Um, And I guarantee you, if you don't like doing that, if you're a priest, uh, Frank Limehouse wouldn't hire you if you weren't, uh, if you didn't like doing that. So there may be other churches where that's not the case, but I think y'all are safe. Um, But getting honest um, and going to a place where you hear the gospel. And again, y'all are blessed at the Church of the Advent that you are never going to go to church on a Sunday and not hear the gospel. Um, And if you fall asleep during the sermon, just listen to it during the Eucharist, Um, that Jesus Christ is the sacrifice for your sins, Um, that he knows what is going on with you, and he has dealt with it once and for all, and um, the fact that you go to that rail and you kneel and you, um, uh, you aren't struck by lightning, God loves you. You you uh, have received the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Um, the, the, you've received all that that entitles uh, you to. You have, um, and then in the prayer afterwards. Um, we we say that you have assured us of your grace and favor to us. Um, that the the death of Christ is for you always, and His blood covers you always. So, if you put yourself under that fount as much as possible, hear the gospel preached, preach the gospel to yourself, um, uh, you may begin in your desperation, as you get honest, to then be in that place where you can, um, where you can, um, like Zacchaeus, uh, face the truth about your life. and. and begin to shift a little bit, and come out of hiding, and be who, be who you are, and risk honesty. Um, as a final PS, um, I do want to say that everything I've talked about in terms of men, is uh, I have a secret to confess, it's actually true for everybody. Um, the, um, the man points contest, there's a parallel version for women. You know, it's different. The standards, maybe, that they're trying to achieve are different. Um, uh, Women are supposed to be um, as pretty as they possibly can be. Um, And this is research. I'm not making this up. Uh, Read Brene Brown's books. Um, Pretty, nice, modest. Um, Men are supposed to be, as I've said, um, successful in their careers, Um, uh, sort of demonstrate mastery and... um, um, Competence over everything. Um, they're not supposed to show emotion. So um, th- again, the rules are different, but we're all playing the same game. Uh, and if there is, uh, and and people in your life uh, begin to begin to see the ways that they're hiding too, right? Um, uh, Rush, the great Canadian uh, prog rock band. Um, any Rush fans in here? Hallelujah. Um, <laughs> So there's a song on their album, Presto, I think came out in 1990, early 90s, um, called War Paint, where it talks about both men and women. It, in, it, the, the characters in the song are high school kids, but this doesn't change. I mean, this is true for everybody, War Paint. Um, uh, it says, boy before the mirror uh, uh, appraises his disguise. You know, he gets up and, he, you know, he has to put on his disguise. And, and, and it also says, girl before the mirror does the same thing. You know, she's putting on makeup, he's putting on his macho-ness, whatever. Everybody does this, um, and um, um, my prayer for you is that God would give you um, a relationship with your significant other, with your spouse, with a friend, with someone in your life, where that where where you both can be seen honestly as who you are, um, where you forgive. Uh, and 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 I'll say this specifically if you're married where you for, where you see that your wife is hiding just as much as you are you're hi- and where you can sort of come out of your foxholes and forgive each other um, um, I think ultimately what everybody wants is one person who knows everything and still loves them and I pray that for your relationships that if you're not married that you find that or um uh, with a friend or that God would give you a spouse. If you're married, that I, I pray that that would, if that already is the case your marriage, praise God. Um, uh, if it's not, I pray that you'd find it, that you both come out of your foxholes and you can forgive her for being a woman and know that she's just as desperate for love as you are and she can forgive you for being a man and that she can know that you're as desperate for love as she is and that there's that acceptance and that that, that your relationship would be a... Uh, um, some sort of icon or parable or sacrament or visible sign of what I'm talking about in your relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Because um, uh, you start with Jesus Christ and everything I've said today, the Zacchaeus relationship, the, the Achan thing, all that stuff, that with you and God, that's that's the real deal and that's signed, sealed, delivered and it's yours. And um, but my prayer for you would also is that this would begin to work out itself in the other areas of your life. And um, I don't have any secret sauce to offer you, some, you know, three tips to, to make this happen in your life. But I do offer you the fact that the Holy Spirit is real, and He is the one that sanctifies you. He is the one that, which is to say, He works in your life to make your life look more like Jesus Christ. Um, which is not say perfect and sort of a goody two-shoes Dudley Do-Right sense, but to be someone who is so loved and accepted um, that uh, that you're okay. You know, you wake up in the morning knowing that you're okay, and that you can go through life with joy and peace and laughter um, and love, and that you're actually able to love others from that place instead of the desperate neediness and um search for approval that really informs so much of our relationships so i pray that for you um uh i pray that for myself we're all on this journey together um and uh thank you very much for listening to me and taking time uh to get away and to um to be with each other and to and to listen so let me close in a word of prayer dear god thank you um Thank you for the chance to listen to your word. Um, I pray that if anything I've said has been good and helpful, that it would um, um, bore into uh, the brains and hearts of the men here, that it would sit there and, um, and do its work. Um, Holy Spirit, we ask you to come and um, continue to transform us um, into people that are people who rest, people who laugh, and people who love and are loved. We ask for the peace that passes all understanding, that it would keep our hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. And may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon all of you now and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.